Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 100. We are here, episode 100. Uh, fi- finally, um, I guess maybe not finally. I don't know. There's nothing special going on. Well, sorry, there is something special going on. My floor beneath me is wet. My carpet is moist. <laughs> um, the reason being is that the uh, the pipe outside my uh, little apartment area here like busted or something, or, like the water heater above me busted or something. So all that water came down and flooded my patio, and then some of that seeped into the floor beneath my my computer desk. So it's nice and, and moist, but apparently it's fixed, so we'll see what happens. Also got to start looking into apartments here soon. It's, it's, rent is expensive in Vegas. Let me complain about everything. Episode 100, not talking about video games off the bat, weirdly enough, but we're going to talk about video games. And I've actually played quite quite a few, well, maybe not a lot of video games this week, but I I, I did jump around to a handful of things. Um, I I went ahead and finished up Metroid Prime Federation Force. I was playing co-op with a friend, um, so so I played through that. That game's uh, that game's okay. If you don't if you don't know what it is, like a a four player co-op 3DS metroid game that uh everybody was very very upset about when it got announced uh largely due to the fact that there were no other metroid games announced at that time if i recall correctly i think that was the only metroid game and then at the same time i think um am2r had 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 been released in that relative time frame and nintendo did their usual cease and desist as you would expect because that's kind of what they have to do and um and people were mad because they're like, well, if you're not gonna give us a real Metroid game, why did you get rid of the fan one? And then and yeah, whatever. People gave people gave the next level games guys way too hard of a time for that that game. But it's it's a fine game. I wouldn't say there's anything super like great about it. I think it's a it's a competent co-op shooter. Um, but like mechanically, there's just not a lot going on in the co-op aspect of the game, at least with two players, that I felt really, really, like, justified what it was. Um, also, the 3DS is a hard platform to play that game on. The last boss in particular is, like, moving, and you have a very specific shot spot you need to shoot on them, and uh, it's kind of neat, because actually, they actually do do gyro controls in the 3DS version, but you can also use the C-stick on the on the system, but the new 3DS C stick is trash. So it's really hard to aim at things. It basically you can do similar where like any other Metroid Prime game, you can like lock onto things and then like you could, um, and you shoot at the enemy that way. But then like, you know, if the enemy's moving, you're not going to hit them. But in this game, you can kind of like take the reticule off the actual lock on and kind of like shoot around in that area. So you can kind of like lead enemies and things like that, which I think is something that the Metroid Prime games did with the Wii Remote. Um, so I don't think that's a particularly new feature per se, but a different implementation of it. Um, I mostly played it with the C stick and it was fine that way, but yeah, that's a, that's a fine game. If you got, if you got like four people to play through that game with, um, or, or even two, I think two is fine. Um, I think, I think it's a a fun game to just poke, poke through, but that also means like (laughs) Metroid wise, uh, I've played Metroid Prime Hunters, and uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. And I also played through the original Metroid Prime, but I don't remember much about it. So so I have a weird uh, gameplay history with Metroid. And unfortunately, the only memorable stuff recently has been both the two like Metroid Prime portable games, which I don't think anybody really likes those games that much because <laughs> they typically were more focused on multiplayer. And, uh, and I think a lot of people don't like that with Metroid. They, they prefer the more single-player adventure 
kind of thing. So at some point I'll play Super Metroid. One day. Someday. Um, I also put a little bit more time into Valkyrie Chronicles 4, but I haven't really gotten much further in the story. I mainly just did like the skirmishes to do some leveling and stuff because I, I was I was falling behind on my equipment in that game. Um, so I did I did some of the skirmishes. So I pretty much got all my equipment back up to speed. Um, and, and I'm recording this a little bit earlier than I have been the last few weeks in the weekend. So I'm going to spend some time uh, uh, on Sunday playing through uh valkyrie chronicles 4 and hopefully hopefully finishing it up but we'll see that game you know i even last week i was looking at the chapter counts like oh there's not that many chapters left i can probably finish this in, in a day but i really didn't get through much of the chapters last time so i was actually really surprised so so i mean i'll try to finish it tomorrow and hopefully that works out um but um but yeah i'm not gonna I'm not going to force it either. Although the, um, so if you don't know on, uh, Thursday, I did a, uh, a Valkyrie Chronicles quick play stream. Um, I regret that stream. It was not very good. <laughs> um, so I actually re-recorded a regular Valkyrie Chronicles quick play, which I haven't done in a very long time. And I think going forward, honestly, the quick play stream stuff is probably going to stay as offline content that gets posted as a VOD. Uh, the reason being is that when people are in chat, it's kind of hard to interact with them while I'm like trying to present a game in a particular way. So, so I, I don't really want to, I think I don't really want to mingle those things anymore. So I, it kind of stinks because I actually do like having, um, like a, a, uh, bit of extra content at the end of the stream. That's like different than the mainstream. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's caused problems in the past. Like it's like, this hasn't been an issue just recently. Like back when I did a Bushido blade, quick look, quick look using the name of the thing I'm, I'm ripping off, uh, a quick play stream, a Bushido blade, quick play stream. Um, like somebody came in the chat and was like trying to talk to me about stuff. And I'm just like, I'm talking about Bushido blade. Sorry. And then that's also the end of the stream. So it's like, not like I get a lot of time to just like chat to somebody, kind of thing so i just don't think it's a really good environment for that so it's just gonna go back to being quick plays i think and uh, i'll try to get them up on like maybe wednesdays or something like that i think that's my current thought of where they'll fit in the schedule but you know if they become too much effort i might end up you know trying to figure out maybe not maybe not publishing one every single week or whatever but yeah um it's speaking of streams though i did play through bomber or not play through but i'm i'm in the process of playing through bomberman 64 uh, through streams, which uh, Bomberman 64 was a, was a pretty, pretty big game in my life as a kid. I, I rented it a lot and never really got that far in it, to be honest. Um, at least I don't remember getting very far in it. I don't, I, cause I rented it. I don't have like my save files or anything like that, or my original cartridge. Cause I've never had an original cartridge. Um, so I can't say like how far I got, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I poked around that game a lot as a kid, um, with like a ton of different people's cartridges. Cause you know, I was renting them. So there's a bunch of different save files and stuff on there. Um, so yeah, I, I put some time into that. That's a, still a really weird Bomberman, but that's what I like about it. It has a, a really strange blowing up like bomb mechanics because everything's like a spherical bomb rather than like a line bomb. Um, and then also the the adventure mode has like some weird platforming elements in it and stuff, which is kind of neat. I'm not super familiar with most modern Bomberman um, like adventure modes. Um, I've only ever played Bomberman GB, which I think is technically maybe Bomberman GB2. I think it's Bomberman GB2 in Japan is Bomberman GB in America, but I'd have to look into it again. It's been, it's been a while since I've looked into that stuff. And uh, Bomberman 64, uh, the, the, so the, the Bomberman GB, um, the, the adventure mode's pretty straightforward. Just blow up enemies in like a, a, ca a cave or whatever. You're like a little Indiana Jones uh, Bomberman. You have like a whip that kind of replaces your kick. 
Um, but it's very similar to the original NES Bomberman uh, uh, single player mode, like just kind of blow up some enemies in a in a maze. Um, but Bomberman 64 is a very different, weird thing. Has like different objectives, and the the environment is you know full 3D, and 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 there's a lot of elevation kind of puzzles to it. I'm not sure if Bomberman ever had anything like that before Bomberman 64. If anything was ever a bit more elaborate, or if it was all kind of you know structured after that original NES release. So so played a bit a bit of that, and we'll we'll finish it up probably next week or this week I should say on Thursday. Um, because that game is, it seems to be less than four hours and I already put like a good, a good hour and a half to two hours into it on stream. So we got through like three out of five levels. So I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll get there unless I hit some major, <laughs> some major, uh, walls. And then I've also just been playing a little bit of world of light and super smash brothers. Uh, uh, I almost said brawl. Uh, what's that game called ultimate? Um, so I, I, I played a bit of world of light, just kind of, kind of played around, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, that, that mode is really weird because like the, the, there doesn't seem to be a lot of logic to like the, the difficulty of a lot of the, the fights you do basically like you're running around this world map and you can kind of, you kind of go in a path, but, but everything seems to be like kind of wildly all over the place in terms of difficulty. Sometimes it'll just hit like a, a fight that's just like a complete dead end. You're like, ah, I don't know what to do about this, but there's a ton of different paths you can go around on. So it's not like you never really get stuck, but there's sometimes where you just run into an enemy and it's just like, well, I don't really have the ability to beat this. And I think that's part of the reason why is because there's actually like a stat leveling system world of light. Um, and I don't interact with that stat leveling system very often. I just kind of jump in there and throw throw my points onto things. Anything is like a general stat boost. I'm like, okay, just give me give me that, give me that, give me that. And then I just kind of move on with my life from there. And I don't really pay attention to the spirits either. I just kind of do the auto select thing. So, so I think if I was if I was you know interacting with the spirits more, I probably could get through some of those fights easier. But I think right now at this point, I just want to kind of. I'm just kind of autopiloting through World of Light. I don't know how much more time I'm going to put into it, like, in the near future. It kind of just worked out because I was already talking to a handful of people on calls uh, this weekend. So, I was just like, I need something mindless to do. And then I finished all the skirmishes in, in Valkyrie Chronicles 4, or all the skirmishes I have right now. And so, I was like, well, what else mindless can I do? Play Smash Brothers. Um, and then I finally got to play through play Chrom with the GameCube controller, which doesn't help my my issue with his his ether which is like his up b attack being like a really different hitbox than ike's weirdly enough uh, it's like his, his the move where he like throws a sword in the air and then like spins and comes back down ike has a really really wide window on that it feels like and you can really easily catch people in it and get them kind of stuck in like a loop while you sit there and like smack them up and down over and over and over again Crom seems very, very finicky, and I have a hard time getting people into it and like staying within the the spinning blade attack part of it. Well, once you get them in, it's not really an issue of keeping them in. It's more of just trying to get them in in the first place. The sword swipe, it just seems a lot more narrower and where where you can hit. So, so yeah, I played a bit of that, and mostly that's kind of been it. So I'll probably just play some Valkyrie Chronicles four tomorrow, and hopefully, if we finish it up, I think I'm gonna go ahead and start uh, No More Heroes. Travis strikes again, and try to play through that i've been wanting to for a long time just sitting on my desk um play through that and then maybe jump into final fantasy 15 after that i took travis strikes again out of my little book ends and now i can't get it back in so i'll have to fix that later um yeah so news this week uh there's a handful of things that were kind of interesting i'm not sure how much time we'll spend talking about each one but we'll see maybe maybe they'll be long topics um one of the first things i noticed was um 
Uh, Glaylancer is getting a re-release. That's a a, uh, a Mega Drive or you know Sega Genesis shooter that, as far as I understand, is very expensive. I haven't looked at the price in a very long time, but I remember it being one of the pricier games on the system. Um, and thankfully, it's something that came out on Virtual Console years ago. Um, and before Virtual Console went down, I actually went ahead and bought a copy off there. So it's actually on my Wii U at this point. Um, obviously, you know, with the Wii U, there's some things. I won't go into it, but basically... The Wii U has some resolution limits compared to like the original Wii. So I'm actually kind of at a disadvantage getting Glaylancer on there. Uh, it's supposed to be Grey Lancer, I think, but the translated name is Glaylancer. So <laughs> I believe I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I've, I, I'd have to look into it. But yeah, it's just like it's like a side-scrolling shooter, similar to like, a, I guess, like a Gradius or something like that. Um, I've only ever played through the top-down shooter Soldier Blade. Really, that's the only shooter I've really sat down and put some time into. And I really like that game. Um, but I, I just haven't had a lot of desire to go into any other other shooters like that, you know, top down or side side scrolling shooters. So Glaylancer, I think, is the only other one I own. Uh I think oh no, you know, I I own Blastworks as well on the Wii, but I haven't I haven't put any time into that. And I don't really know what the structure of Blastworks is like. Cause I know there's like a, a customization aspect to that game. I'm gonna guess there's like a story mode you can play through, but I think you might be able to make your own custom levels too. I seem to recall there being like a whole thing where you could upload a custom level onto the internet and then download it back down, but obviously you can't do that anymore. Um uh, but yeah, Glaylancer, um it looks really neat and it has like a very anime aesthetic in terms of the the cutscenes and stuff you see in the game. Um um, the the reprint they're doing for the Mega Drive um, is it changes the focus from just a random rock ship to to two anime ladies from the game on the cover art. So I think you know it's not faithful to the original, but I think it is a it is a bit more representative of what that game stylistically kind of looks like in terms of the cutscenes at least. Uh, but you know when you're in the ship, you're not really seeing the anime ladies in in the ship. So I guess maybe the rocket might be more accurate for the game as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's Columbus Circle putting that, putting it out as far as I can tell. I believe that's who it is. And, uh, they did that Rhythm Land series. There's like an 8-bit and a 16-bit version that's kind of like a, a Rhythm Heaven kind of game that came out on Famicom and, and Mega Drive recently. So I'm guessing, I guess they, I'm going to guess they uh, secured a Mega Drive manufacturer and like, hey, we can buy the rights to this thing. Let's reprint it because it's really expensive. So I don't, I would be interested in getting it because I, I'm always, you know, a big fan of physical but the problem is I just don't have a Mega Drive. I had a, or a Genesis. Um, I had a Genesis for about two days and then uh, it died on me almost immediately. I bought it from a used game shop and uh, we went and returned it because of uh, it dying basically immediately. Um, and instead of getting another Genesis, they basically just uh, refunded our our price back. <laughs> so so I don't, I don't have a Genesis on hand, unfortunately. Um, someday I should figure something out. You know, all 16-bit consoles I have, or I, I don't have, I need to, I need to figure something out for those eventually, but it's just not a high priority. I think the 16-bit, like, console generation has been pretty heavily mined, and a lot of that stuff, like, Nintendo and Sega are pretty good at re-releasing that stuff. I mean, I, I have a copy of Glaylancer on Virtual Console, you know? So, I mean, that stuff is generally out there, and if you can't get a hold of it, um... You know, I would say, like, emulators are pretty spot-on, probably, for 16-bit stuff. I feel like I never hear anyone complain about playing a 16-bit game and having issues, versus, like, 3D games seem to have a lot more issues when running in or running on an emulator. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the emula emulation scene, so I could be just, like, talking on my butt when it comes to that stuff, so... 
Um, the other thing I saw was the Wadham trailer, which is, I'm actually very surprised. I thought the game had came out a long time ago. It was originally showed in like 2014. It's about this little cube guy who has like a bomb in his hat or something. <laughs> and it's by the, uh, I think it's the director of Katamari Damacy. Um, and, and yeah, it looks pretty cute. It's, it's basically, you're like a little, little person running around and you have your hands and it looks like you can kind of like grab onto stuff. It reminds me a lot of that one game is like Human Fall Flat, I think it might be called, where you can kind of walk around and grab on but you're like you can grab onto people's hands and hold hands with them and stuff but you can also like climb things with your hands and uh it's interesting because like you know Katamari Damacy was such a distinct thing when it originally came out and I think this would you know in the context of like a, a 2004 again anything the Katamari Damacy person did or like even Nobi Nobi Boy was kind of weird at the time still um but like looking at this now like Wadham it it's just kind of like comes off as any other indie game sometimes I know it's not an indie game per se actually I have no idea how big their team is, but eh, it doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of other titles that are kind of similar to this thing. And obviously this this individual guy, I forget his name, has a very distinct style when it comes to, you know, Katamari and, and Nobi Nobi Boy. They both have very similar aesthetics and and kind of like weirdness to how the game plays, I guess. I don't know if that's right. Like, like unique mechanics. But I feel like a lot of this kind of stuff, um, <laughs> it's not as shocking anymore. Less because of Katamari Damacy and Nobi Nobi Boy already existing. And more of just like the indie game space having a lot more random titles in it that you can kind of find similar things to. I never ended up playing Grow Home, which is also like a game where you could grab things with your hands. That's something I've, uh, I really wanted to check out eventually, but I never did it, unfortunately. So I wonder if there's like a VR version of Grow Home that they might do or have done already, possibly. That seems like, well, I guess maybe, I think that you might have like a foot control as well in Grow Home, but I feel like the whole grabbing things with your arm kind of thing would fit that game well in terms of like being in VR because you're always kind of like in VR I think some of the most interesting movement games are the ones that map movement to your hands so you can kind of like grab and pull yourself places versus ones where you're just kind of like moving around like a traditional traditional video game you know moving around the analog stick you know warping or 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 things like that uh, and then also I saw that there's a a, a uh the great ace attorney the the like uh I don't know what you would call it. It's like the one that was set in like feudal Japan and then also had like Sherlock Holmes in it and stuff that came out on 3DS years ago at this point. I'm pretty sure uh, that fan translation's out. So that's that's really cool. I'm, uh, I kind of dropped off the Ace Attorney series after the first game with Phoenix Wright. Um, uh, and I haven't really jumped back into it. I think, I mean, it's, and this was around the time that I started kind of figuring out what I liked about certain games and stuff. I, I, I always looked at Phoenix Wright 1, 2, or 2, 3, and then 4, I think, also fell into this. But I think 4 was like the the, the new dude, I forget his name, Apollo Justice or something like that. Um, and I like when I looked at those games, I had a hard time figuring out what was going to draw me into them. Obviously, the writing and stuff is always like a, a good and, and nice thing to do. And there were some so there were some new mechanics in terms of like, you know, them getting chained up kind of thing, which sounds weird. But really, it's just like you, you a person has like different like chain locks on them. And you kind of did some like puzzle solving or, or, or detectiving to to unlock these parts. And I assume reveal parts of like somebody's alibi or, or something like that. Um, so that stuff was there, but I just, I just never really, really found the drive to go ahead and check it out. Although I think that stuff is on console these days. So that, that's definitely a good first step. Um, but yeah, the great Ace attorney, I wouldn't say looks like it's done anything 
new per se, but it uses that 3DS engine they have for the for the Phoenix Wright games that they put on 3DS, which I think aesthetically looks really good. Um, there are mobile versions that I, I believe run in HD, and so they look a lot cleaner, but I have to go back and look at them again. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're running in, in like 1080p, though, or, or whatever resolution a phone game runs in. I don't know. Maybe 1080p is overkill for a phone, but I feel like that's probably what the resolution is. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know how phone resolutions work. Don't ask me. <laughs> it's not, it's, if it's not 240p, I don't know. <laughs> Although 240p, I don't even really fully understand either. I mean, I understand how it works. Let's not get into that. Um, so yeah, I think that game looks, looks interesting. I think maybe most what's most interesting is just the, the, you know, the different setting and aesthetics. I always wanted to try out the Phoenix Wright, uh, versus Professor Layton game that came out on 3DS, but I never got around to it. The engine of that game doesn't look nearly as good as, as the, the, um, the, the Phoenix Wright games that did come out on 3DS. Cause I think it went for more of like a, not a realistic look, but less of like a cell sheeted anime look. And I think they didn't spend a lot of time like paying attention to how character models looked from certain angles and like positioning them in those things. Um, I think there's a lot of shots where you get like head on shots of Phoenix, Wright And professor Layton, and they just kind of look off cause they're like 2d games beforehand. And, and I think they hadn't really figured out what they wanted to do model wise with those characters yet. I'd have to look at the timeline. I'm not sure exactly when that, the, those games came out in, in the context of, um, of other Phoenix Wright and Professor Layton games. I also forget who worked on it. I, I'm pretty sure it was just like a single team from either either Level 5 or or Capcom. Um, I'm glad that game came out. I just haven't really gotten around to it, unfortunately, though. 3DS. It's a platform that I regret a lot about. I, I don't really get around to a lot of 3DS games, unfortunately. It's, uh, yeah, I still, still am thinking about getting a 3DS and setting up the streaming stuff so we can do more with it. It just kind of sucks that I have to, you know, stream it to my PC and so there's inevitably going to be lost frames and stuff like that so and I I've watched some videos online about with the 3ds streaming stuff and it seems fine for the most part so I don't think it's a problem especially for more casual content like just streaming or if I did like a quick play stream um but for like a full video or something like that I think I'd be very I don't know. I shouldn't be too hesitant to use it. I mean, at the end of the day, I can just say, hey, you know, I recorded this for via alternative means and, you know, visual quality and frame rate might not be be accurate or will not be accurate. Um, and yeah, I should worry. I shouldn't worry about it too much. If I do invest the money, I should use that 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 thing as much as I can for now until there's an actual <laughs> 3DS uh, uh, capture solution again. Um, I tried looking the other day, but I didn't spend a lot of time staring around, but it didn't look like there was any kind of developments. Maybe it's just, I think it's probably just too soon at the moment for there being any developments in the 3DS capture scene as people I assume are developing stuff. So that's it for this week. Thank you again for coming to episode 100. Again, this is a normal episode. So, uh, sorry about that. I just didn't really know what else to do. Like I, I don't really think too much about my podcast that much. Unfortunately, it's a great way to just sit here and ramble though. Um, so, so this week, uh, Thursday, I'll be wrapping up the Castlevania 64 stuff or not, sorry, not Castlevania, uh, Bomberman 64 stuff. Um, so that stream will be finishing. And then after that, I believe the plan is to play some Resident Evil 7 on stream, but that's not going to be on Thursday. Uh, if we, if we finish Bomberman early on Thursday, we'll probably just play some multiplayer in Bomberman 64 because the, the multiplayer in Bomberman 64 is weird in a cool way. 
Um, quick play stream for Valkyria Chronicles. This is the, or quick play rather, I, I guess stream shouldn't be a part of its title anymore. Um, again, it's the re-recorded version that's going up as its own video on YouTube. If you want to see the original video, it's in the Bomberman 64 stream. I didn't cut it out. I just left it there at the end. So if you really want to go after it, you can. Um, but again, I think the, I think the re-recording is a better representation of that game. Um, and then I, I finally finished up the draft for the castle. Well, not finished up the draft, but I got somewhere with the Castlevania 64 script. I have a finished article from start to finish in terms of the content. Um, still just kind of like, you know, uh, moving stuff around, kind of figuring out what I want to do, um, with, with some of the script. I think, I think where the script lacks right now is that I think I've, I've got a good balance of being like, you know, positive about the game and also pointing out the negatives, but I feel like I could go a little bit more in terms of like, talking the game's praise a bit more to make it seem more like not seem more but but get across some of the the positivity I have about the game a bit harder so that's that I think that's my current goal right now with that script is try to find a way to to kind of push what I like about that game a bit more um because right now I feel like it's a, a very you know I think it's good that it's balanced because that game has it's it has a lot of problems that are, a lot of them are caused by the good things about that game actually but um but yeah I'll, I'll get there uh, and then um, Gun Gauge is not this week. When is Gun Gauge? Gun Gauge is two weeks from now. It'll be on the 30th of April is when it will be. So that's when the Gun Gauge video will be going up. And uh, we'll see from there. Otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and it's actually pretty late. So I'm going to go to sleep probably. I might not edit this right now. I'm actually pretty tired. So um, go ahead and, uh, and go to sleep and maybe maybe finish editing this up tomorrow and post it up. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. If you've been here for a while, thank you again. Like, I appreciate all the time you spend here. I make a lot of dumb content that's just me rambling a lot of times. Oh, there's a, um, if, if you're listening to this on Sunday, there was a weekend hits post as well, uh, with some random stuff in there, like EDF and things like that. I'm not sure if that series is going to keep going. I think it's kind of interesting to just kind of throw some stuff down like that, but it's not really like well-written or anything. I just kind of like, be like, Hey, here's a, here's a thing. It's, it's basically what I do with the news stories now. Where it's like, here's the thing I saw. Um, and this is what I think is interesting about it, but unlike on here where I kind of have a, a, at least usually a larger conversation about what's going on with it. Like I, I talked a bit about more, I talk a bit about the things I go ahead and, and talk about on here. The, the, the things that don't end up on the podcast are more of just like, Hey, this thing is a little weird. Like this soul hunter mobile game. Why does this exist? <laughs> kind of thing so yeah it's it's a it's a bit different it's a lot more like the smaller news stories that i i I have some weird like not really weird thoughts on i have thoughts on but i just don't really have a ton to say about it other than be like huh this is a strange thing or i'll specifically say what my strange thing is with the game and 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 put it that way so so yeah if you want go ahead and head over to the website that's under the weekly section i don't know if i'll I'll reese i'm a little worried about the weekly section getting a little clogged so um i might uh I might try to find a way to break that stuff up a bit better so it's not always all just shoved in the weekly section. So, yeah. That's it for today. Thank you again for coming. And I hope you have a great week. OneControlReport.com is the website. You should go there. Also, the YouTube page is called that, too. Bye.